Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's show. The Purdue Boilermakers off an unbelievable three-game road swing where they picked up three big W's for Gene Cady, the last one coming at Iowa. As you know, it's great. It's a great start, but we hope uh, the best is yet to come. After five straight appearances in the NCAA tournament, the bar for the 1987-88 season was set a little bit higher for Coach Cady and company. The Boilermakers had finished the previous year as co-Big Ten champs and ranked in the top 10 of the final regular season poll, but the team still didn't make it out of the first weekend of the tournament. With four returning starters, the hope was that the 1987-88 season would be different. The Boilermakers were given the preseason rank of number two in the country and vowed to live up to everyone's expectations. They promptly came out and dropped the second game of the year to Iowa State, in Mackey Arena no less. That loss was followed by closer-than-expected road wins at Illinois State and Wichita State. It was the reality check the team needed as the Boilermakers followed up their one-on-one -one start by winning their next 16 games, a streak that included taking down Wake Forest, Miami, and Louisville. Five different Boilermakers led the team in scoring over the course of the winning streak, with Troy Lewis leading the way, averaging almost 19 points a game. The winning streak came to an end in a heartbreaker down in Bloomington, when the second-ranked Boilermakers lost a three-point lead in the final 90 seconds, falling to IU. The squad bounced back with a dominant performance against Wisconsin in Mackey, before hitting the road for a crucial three-game stretch at Michigan, at Michigan State, and at Iowa. That's where we pick up the season. Here are Coach Gene Cady and Larry Clisby. It's Cady Corner from February 21st, 1988. Coach, uh, you've been here eight years. You've had some great successes. Hate to put all this pressure on you, but I've never seen a better road swing than that. Well, it was uh, certainly uh, maybe a surprise to a lot of people, and we were very happy to naturally get out of those three games without a loss, and it was something that kept us on the roll, and we're just hanging in there right now. And you know, last year we had a three-game road swing. We won at Iowa, at Minnesota, then won an overtime at Illinois. And I didn't think that could be duplicated, but uh, we did it. And now we're kind of, you know, hanging in there and leading the pack. So, as you know, it's great. It's a great start, but we hope uh, the best is yet to come. Coach, you said after that game, though, that you want to do well in the NCAA and the Big Ten will go as it goes. Uh, and apparently your team is kind of taking that attitude. I see a team that's very poised. Uh, has never been rattled on the road this year. Even in the loss at Indiana, didn't appear to be. Had a chance to win that game. And uh, I think has a lot of qualities that they've been through this all before. Well, I think the Indiana loss was upsetting because we did some things that uh, older players shouldn't do. Uh, bad pass, bad judgment, didn't pass fake to get the ball in and, and uh, miss some free throws when we shouldn't, but that's going to happen. But uh, naturally, right now, we feel good about uh, learning from that situation, came back and uh, had the same opportunity against Michigan, didn't make those same mental errors and came through with the win, and that kind of seemed to get us going for the next two games in a row against Michigan State and Iowa. Before we see the Iowa highlights, I've seen some people or talked to some people say, hey, Coach Katie seems to be a little more laid back than he has been in recent years. Personally, I haven't seen a whole lot of it. I think you were, I think you were sick for a week, weren't you? <laughs> I think the cold had me down. If it hadn't been for my uh, wife, Pat, I'd probably still be sick. She got me revived pretty good. But uh, there hasn't been any change in my attitude. I think a lot of it has to do with the, the way the kids are playing, the leadership of our seniors. They know what they have to do now, so you might as well just relax and, and uh, handle one uh, part of the game at a time. And we've been able to do that. 
And again, before we go to the highlights, if there's any been if there's been any one really great thing about this team, it's been I think that bench they've really played well. Well, that was a big weakness for us last year, and we kind of struggled with that. Even though uh, we had kids that tried their best last year and did a good job, they just weren't as productive point wise, uh, making the steals in critical situations, making big free throws. Like Tony Jones to me is a, is the best six man in the league at this point. Steve Scheffler probably is the most improved player on the team, and Ryan um, Burning is not too far behind in that category. So those three kids have really come in and, and gave us a lift we needed. And as you watch the bench, say when Mitchell was in foul trouble, he's up clapping for them just as much as anyone else. Okay, now we'll go to those highlights, by golly, and show the game out at Iowa City. And it was a terrific game. And coming into this contest, Gene, it's obvious that... Uh, I think most people felt you'd want to play it on the half court as much as you could, slow it down, because that crowd was really wired early. Well, we wanted to keep them out of the 94-foot uh, game and keep their crowd from getting into well, the way they dunk it and run and press you. They can really blow you out of the tub. So naturally, right at first, we tried to be very, very patient, and uh, Troy Lewis knocks down a three-pointer after we've passed the ball 16 times, so that was a good start for us. And Mitchell, though, picks up that foul, his second foul, just a couple minutes into the game, and that's where the bench has to respond. Well, he naturally, um, when, when you have your uh, best forward in there getting in foul trouble that early, you hope your bench comes through it better, but especially at Iowa. Stevens, a couple of big shots, but Kantz hits down low, and then Lewis will hit a three-pointer. Uh, your perimeter game's been very good all season long. Troy's had some outstanding shooting numbers from three-point range, and Everett's really zeroed in now. And Tony Jones has improved his shooting. He knocks down a jumper, and we were patient on that possession, and then Sheffer comes back and, and with a good head fake uh, on a nice pass from Kip and gets two points. Steve Scheffler, what an improvement he has been, huh? Well, he certainly has uh, done everything we've wanted to do. Uh, he's really, I think, profited from the, from the trip to Australia, like we've said many times. All right, Iowa, though, gets the lead. Marble, uh, who was really held in check most of the night, hits a couple of shots. Going into this game, you were very worried about uh, the offensive rebounding and rebounding, yet you come out of this game out-rebounding him five. And, you know, we were worried about Jeff Moe, and he knocks down a three-pointer and ties the game and, and uh, it, or it's a situation where now Tony Jones comes back with another jumper and then Mitchell picks up his third foul so now we really think we're in, foul, in uh, big trouble. What are your thoughts when uh, one of your key players like that does get in foul trouble especially that early because what you got to worry about is it takes them right out of the game. Well I think that uh, that's why you practice because you have great confidence in your bench and you think that uh, our next three man we put in the game is Ryan Burning and he'd been hurt so you have some questions whether he's going to do it or not he goes in and does a good job. Then Troy makes a three-pointer and picks us up. And then, you know, we go in at halftime. And I wasn't very happy with the way we ended the half. I thought we got a good, got a good shot off, and we turned the ball over. In the second half, you continue to carve up the Iowa zone. One of the biggest questions after the game, why did Iowa go to the zone defense the entire ball game? Well, I think for the main reason is well, I don't think they thought they could guard us inside man-to-man. -man, so they stayed in their zone. And uh, the only thing that they really appeared to bother you with, Coach, was a few turnovers, pressing, and it seemed to be in set play situations, not so much after you scored, but when you had a timeout or came out of a situation where they came and had a chance to really match up with you. Right, and I think uh, one of the good things about the fact that we didn't uh, execute well against the press a couple of times and we turned the ball over, like you said, but when we did turn it over, they didn't convert on it, so that really helped us. Mitchell and uh, Stevens come through, and then that alley-oop backdoor play where you use that back screen has been very successful for you all season. You've been able to spot it, 
hurt Michigan with it and did it against Iowa as well. And what was good about that, Larry, was Everett called that in the game. The coaches did not call it, and that was a great call by uh, Stevens. Got to be really impressed with the way Everett's handling himself lately, huh? Well, I'm happy with, uh, for his sake and for the team's sake, and he certainly is a lift we've needed. Uh, he's uh, probably, uh, if we keep hanging in there, he's really going to have a tremendous season. Brian burning a big three-pointer, huh, from the corner to give you a 10-point lead. And that was a big, uh, big basket because uh, Mitchell's in big foul trouble. We needed a lift, and that certainly was a part of our game where it kept us from losing our point spread. I can remember when Lewis threw up the three. I said, Troy. Oh, it's good. He did that was one possession. You did not use 15 passes. <laughs> no, but he was uh, very, very uh, uh, poised under the pressure and made some big, big shots in critical parts of the game. All right, uh, the Boilermakers uh, were able to beat the press, and uh, later we got the alley-oop to Stevens on that backdoor uh, pick by Kip Jones. And I was in a little concern there lately. They got it down to six points, and Iowa tries those last second shots, and I could just see them knocking down one of those three-pointers, getting us into a press situation, turning the ball over and tying it up. But all those things go through your uh, head in the flash, and our kids took care of the ball, and, and thank goodness for Tony Jones and the way he rebounds. Troy Lewis. Outstanding game, 20 points, six assists, five rebounds, and he passed the ball very well against that zone. Your passing was very crisp. McCants had a great game, and the bench, of course, was, was just stellar. He had 21 points and 15 rebounds off the bench, and not counting uh, the, the tremendous assist totals that Tony Jones had. He had six, he had uh, three steals, you had a block shot. Boy, what a bench you had that night. I don't think I've ever had a bench play better than on the road in such a big game, Larry. That was uh, very much needed and very much appreciated, and I just hope it builds their confidence to the, to the point that these last seven games, they can continue to do that. Right now, you're in a situation where you're using an eight-man rotation, and I really think you probably feel confident that you can extend that uh, even a couple of more players, don't you? Well, Billy Reek has certainly come in and be very good at guard, and John Brugos has improved, so uh, we would put those two in without hesitation. Dave Barrett has a big, big heart, and he would go in and uh, really play smart, and I know he would give his best. Don't you feel sometimes, though, that when you're clicking, that uh, the substitution, the way you're substituting, everything just seems to be working well? I mean, you just almost take it for granted that the chemistry is there? Well, I don't take it for granted, <laughs> but the chemistry is there, and uh, we, we know that that can stop uh, quickly, and I think that's probably what maybe is keeping us on the track. We think back to Michigan last year, and we know what can happen if you don't keep your concentration level high. Okay, just a great uh, eight or nine days. Purdue picking up three victories, uh, knocking off Michigan and Iowa ranked teams on the opponent's floor, and now the Boilermakers are home for a little bit, and that uh, certainly is great to see. I thought maybe the fans would like to know what our philosophy is towards what's happening this time of the year. Every day in practice, we try to have the emphasis of the day and especially this past week, we thought it would really be important to go back to the basic fundamentals again. So the emphasis of the day, especially starting on Wednesday, we started to really emphasize that our players must improve on individual fundamentals and basically have the will to practice to win. And our practice sessions are the most important part of our, really our program as far as to see who starts, who's going to play the most of all, because practice is probably the most important part of our program. As we get into the basic fundamentals offensively, I think there's really one or two really big things that players must be aware of at all times, that on offense you must learn to play without the ball, move with the purpose, set good screens, and learn to pass the basketball away from the defense, and really passing is probably the most important basic fundamental in basketball. Then on defense, we must learn to play 
the great defense if you're going to win this time of the year and be ready to be at your peak for the tournaments and learn to play defense before your man gets the ball. And probably the most important thing of all in defense is to see the ball. And if your uh, partner on defense gets beat, you're in a position to help him. So really the main four things that we think is important in practice every day is first of all concentration. The things like blocking off on the board, sprinting back on defense are two of the most important things in basketball as far as concentration is concerned. And then quickness. I feel like that if there's any one thing in basketball that when we recruit a young man that we really try to check his quickness out, moving his feet, thinking quick, and being able to do those things with quickness and with a purpose. And then the third thing is repetition. Basketball is a game of habit, and if you can develop good habits every day, then you won't have that game slippage. And then the last thing that probably most people enjoy the most doing as far as playing and watching is to be able to shoot the good shots, and we try to hit 50% of our shots. So if we can do those four things in practice every day, have the great concentration, and really develop our quickness to the utmost, and really be able to do those things with good habits every day and shoot the basketball, and especially those type of shots that we can make at a good percentage that we'll be able to win a lot of basketball games, and especially in the NCAA. Well, coming up next for Purdue, a couple of home games, one with Indiana today, and then uh, later in the week, a big game with Illinois. Coach, I think that a lot of the coaches have been nice to you after these games, after being beaten on the road, about saying, well, Purdue has this thing wrapped up. You know, I looked back to last week, and I thought, boy, if you lose to Iowa, Michigan wins later in the week, you're in second place. I've been the first time all year I've been in second place. So Michigan's right there, right behind you. Well, that's the way it always is. It's been that way all eight, eight years I've been here. A couple of years we've been in the race and hang in there and end up with a tie. Our goal is try to win this thing by ourselves and get a good draw in the NCAA. And the kids have been able to play relaxed and with poise and do those things it takes to win, and in particular on the road. Now you've got yourself in a great, great situation. And the thing about it is you've got to even be more hungry now because if you assume that you're going to be uh, a great basketball team just because you're playing at home, you lose everything you've gained, and you just have to go into each game and hopefully you improve. And that's going to be our emphasis this week, to improve on individual fundamentals. The crowd is such an important factor in a game like against Indiana. But again, the players just can't be elevated by the crowd. Their preparation prior to the game has to be very good. They have to realize, and they should realize, Indiana's already beaten them, that uh, the Hoosiers can play with anybody, anytime, anywhere. And so can Illinois later in the week, uh, without question. Well, I think that uh, Indiana's pretty much uh, in a similar situation as they were last year as far as leading up to the NCAA tournament. They got themselves in a, in a good frame of mind now. They know pretty much what players are going to be starting for them and, and be first-line replacements. And uh, if they win a couple games in a row, then, you know, there's not nothing saying they can't be back in the race even. So right now we've just got to worry about our problems and try to be uh, very, very tough especially at the defensive end, and stop people. That's always been our big weakness. Can we stop people? Then, in, uh, like uh, in our uh, deficiencies in the Indiana game, didn't make big free throws, and we made a couple mental errors that really hurt us. And that has to do with repetition, being prepared for that situation, uh, having a player ready to get the ball inbound safely. Just a basic pass can beat you, which beat us at Indiana. Unlike uh, in previous years, you've had great success on national TV this year. In fact, you're 5-0. and This is a CBS, a big game on CBS today, and uh, you've been able to showcase your program very, very positively this season. That's got to be a great, uh, uh, you know, you must really feel good about it. Well, I hope that we can continue that. It's been good to us. Uh, uh, you come home, and uh, one of those things that uh, maybe kind of lurks in the back of your mind is, 
what's going to happen now when we get a TV game at home that's going to be seen by people nationally. Uh, I don't think our kids worry about it too much because they've been through all this, but still, uh, you want to play well, you want to improve, and you want to be at your best going down the stretch. Coach, you have improved, and uh, the season still, uh, even with seven games left, is still a long way to go before you can win a Big Ten title or get a high seed, but done a marvelous job at this point. We congratulate you, and let's just keep it going. Let's have fun with it. Well, we've shot the ball well, and the rebounding seems to be improving. Our free throw percentage certainly has come up since Big Ten play has started, and I always thought that uh, if you can do those things uh, uh, as far as taking care of the basketball and keeping your turnovers to a minimum and take good shots, good squared up shots where you got a chance to rebound it and have good defensive balance and then get back on defense and not make silly fouls and protect the basket consistently that you got a chance to improve and really go into the NCAA hungry and you still got a lot of basketball left in regular season that's very important so right now we're just trying to improve and and uh, do those things it takes to become a great team I don't think we're a great team I think we got a ways to do uh, as far as improving so we've got to do some things that can get us in the right position to be a great team. Okay, Indiana and Illinois at home next. Uh, good luck, Coach, and we'll see you next week on the Gene Cady Show. Following that late January loss at IU, the Boilermakers had fallen from two to six in the national polls. However, the road wins over ranked Michigan and Iowa teams, along with that win at Michigan State, would find the Boilermakers back in the number two spot in the AP poll. And as the Cliz said, Purdue still had plenty of work to do on their way to a second straight Big Ten title, beginning with a revenge game against Indiana in Mackey Arena. That's where we'll pick up the story next week on Katie Corner.